the two most successful teams in the UK, millions of fans worldwide, and brought to you by a pair of f***ing wolves. It's the Red Side Rivals Social. Hello everybody and welcome to the Red Side Rivals Social where we talk everything Man United and Liverpool. I'm Brad, your co-host, and I'm here with Mr. Lee Boy, as ever. Mr. Big Face. Mr. Big Face is here. Okay, so um, we've been away for a bit longer than we actually wanted to um, with game week three. So basically, Lee Boy has been a lot, had a lot of work commitments, so... Lumped um, in a cave? Yeah. I just thought, like Batman? I thought uh, slavery had been abolished in the 1900s, but... It's turn, back. Turns out it's back <laughs> and it's in abundance at Lee's workplace, so... We also wanted to wait for the Europa League and the Champions League announcements, so we thought we'd just uh, postpone it until after that, and then we'll bring you that in this one, so... We'll fire away. We will fire this cannon of news straight into your ears. Straight into your ears. So, basically... It's Friday. We had the draws yesterday for Europa League and was it Wednesday, the Champions League? Yes, yeah, Champions League was Wednesday and you always yeah. want Thursday. So um let's talk about that then. So who'd you get? In what? In the Champions League. Oh, <laughs> you dive straight in there. Go on. Uh, who'd you get? We got we we got that one where you know where you open the thing and then you release the piece of paper and it says <laughs> not Manchester United. Just loads of daytime TV. <laughs> Yeah, that post was not funny. That was not funny. (laughs) Put a post on saying uh, that we were drawn with, like, you've probably seen it, with Emmerdale and EastEnders and some other hilarious uh, TV programme. But but with the Champions League itself, mate, we got a fucking easy group. Mate, your group is like... um, The group of ease. Is like a, a Europa League group, isn't it? Well, I, su- well, I, I suppose there's one, one, one hard side is Napoli. Napoli had a walkover. No, but, you've, you've... <clears throat> but Salzburg and Genk are just like a guarantees, really, aren't they? The end of the day, it's a massive payday for them to come to Anfield. Yeah. Experience yeah. European nights under the true lights of Anfield. The, the European lights. champions. <laughs> Six-time champions. It'd be a day out for them. They'll get battered sure. five or six nil. We'll, we'll be qualified by game week four. I hate your confidence. I hate that you've got confidence. I hate game it. week four, well and truly qualified, laughing all the way to Manchester. Yeah. Right. Um, the draw itself is some tasty ties, aren't they, really? Obviously, you've got the group F, which is the oh, group of group death. group of death. That was sick, that. Barca, Dortmund, Inter, and Slavia. Praha. It's basically Prague, isn't it? Yeah. And then you also you've got Madrid and Paris drawn together. City have got an easy group again, like they always do. Yeah. Um, but they're not asked about the Champions League, are they? No, I, I, I can understand why. It's not where you want to be competing this year. It's all about mm. Europa. It's all about Europa. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you've got Bayern and Spurs in the same group. Juve, Atletico. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's all about Liverpool winning the Champions League, isn't it? I mean, you've got an easy enough group to do that, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, but like, touching on the Champions League, mate, have you seen that news about them reforming the Champions League? The new proposal, what they're on about doing in a few seasons? No, well, you've mentioned it, but go on. So, from what I've heard through Sky Sports, after the, the actual debate, from what they're saying is that they're on about increasing the clubs from 32 to 40, or even potentially 40 48, which is just ridiculous. It's like, the whole point of the tournament is it's a tournament for all champions to be playing together to be the best in Europe, isn't it? Of course, yeah. Whereas if you're increasing that, you're taking that glorification. Nearly early on. <laughs> away from the fact that it's not the major honour tournament 
It's supposed to be, isn't it? It's going to turn into like a massive corporate money-making scheme, isn't it? Yeah, why would you want to increase the amount of games that people are playing? The teams are playing. And it adds pressure. The teams are already playing a lot of games that is throughout the season, so you're just going to add more and more games, which is just makes no sense, does yeah. it? So another thing they'll do is they'll also on about creating the fact that if you get to the semi-finals, you'll automatically qualify for the Champions League next, next year, which is a joke in yeah. itself. So if you get to the semis under the new thing, you... You'll qualify, qualify for, for next year's year, tournament, regardless of where you finish in the league. For not doing nothing. For absolutely Stupid. nothing. And then they're going to create a second group stage as well, mate. Get rid of knockout 16, is which it, will create an extra four it matches. It's all proposed. Right. Right. I don't know There's no way that's thinking. going through. No, but it's, it's just making a bit of mockery. It's like all about money, isn't it? In the day, the, the clubs are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, richer and richer and richer, which will make a massive impact on the actual league itself, a few domestics. Yeah. The teams in the Premier League are already like stepping away from the anyone below it's six make, it's basically say it's basically like seg- it's going to try and segregate the leagues so all your home leagues so whether it be Italy France Spain or whatever the top teams that are going to get in the Champions League under this new thing will now be getting loads of increased revenue loads of extra money from sponsors and TV and stuff and it'll just make a bigger gap within their own leagues unless they're pushing towards that um, European Super League that they've been going about it's been rumbling on for it's ages. been rumbling on for absolutely years hasn't it yeah which that... I just think that's a horrible thought yeah moving away from your own domestic title yeah into obviously you couldn't play in your very, own league could no. you but it's like it'd be very competitive I imagine it'd be yeah. a great opportunity for fans to go abroad and experience different mm. cultures but you ultimately do you don't want week. no it'd just be not cost effective at all for the fans yeah. it's like it's expensive to go and watch Premier League football never mind travelling to Madrid yeah. travelling to Russia it's like yeah, twice it's just like the unthinkable it's just yeah, it's nobody stupid. wants it I think the only people that want it is FIFA Yeah, and that's again all I mean, about the money isn't it Yeah, I mean that's just been it's no proper news is it but that's just been rumbling on it it's just a, a glorification while, but... of our fantastic games isn't it? yeah stupid mate but like like going back to the the fact that the European champions are going to be back in town soon oh yeah okay um, that opens up on the 17th of September, so we're actually away to Napoli. Um, but on that same night, you've got Dortmund versus Barca. So you might want to tell your missus, Ooh, nice. your boyfriend, your, your girlfriend. My boyfriend. <laughs> you might want to tell them you're busy. Just cancel all your plans and just watch the footy because it's going to be a good night. The next day, you've got PSG Real Madrid, Atletico versus Juve. So all you United fans out there, sit back and enjoy. You looking forward to it, Andrew? Yeah. What about the... Um, <laughs> Do you know that was sarcasm? Because now I'm not. <laughs> what about the European... Lower League Cup then? What's going on in that? What did United get? You mean the, Europe's premium competition? Europe, Europe's answer to the European Sun Contest. Oh, wow. God, that's, a, that's <laughs> horrible. Come um, on, when's that back? Uh, who did you get in your group? So, uh, we got we got FC Astana, who uh, I think they've featured in the Champions League before. But I think they, yeah, they did a few years ago, didn't they? Kazakhstan team. We got the rivals to your team. Was No, no, you got... You didn't get Red Star. No, we got Salzburg, didn't we? Yeah, we got Partizan Belgrade and we got Azer Altmar. Yeah. Which is, come on, man. It's a comfortable I mean, group, isn't that's it? That's an easy group. That's that. something you should win within like the first three, four games. That should it? be first three games, win, 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 and then don't have to worry about it. No. But it's United, so that probably won't happen. And um, also, some people were saying as well like that it's a long way to travel for United to have the games away to like Kazakhstan and, and Russia and, and wherever it is. But, I mean, that's no excuse because you just take them teams to all draft and you just beat them. So, take your reserves away. Well, take your, take your team away just for the experience, but it doesn't matter if you if you don't get a result. If you beat Azer Altmar home and away, which is no reason why you shouldn't, and then if you beat the 
the terrible teams that are coming all the way to travel the other way to Old Trafford, beat them at Old Trafford, and then it doesn't matter what you do in in those in those games. So I think that's a bit of tosh. Tosh, I think like yeah. Tosh off the bill. Well, I think it's going to have a massive impact on your Premier League season, isn't it? Travelling on a Thursday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Sundays. Yeah, you're already behind. Everyone's played Saturday. You've seen Liverpool have won again every week. <laughs> Mate, we're already behind anyway. <laughs> You've seen Liverpool have won again. City have won. It puts pressure on United to actually get a yeah. On the, on the Sunday Thursday's not ideal, but what can you do? You deal with it, don't you? So that's our group. Yeah. So like I said, easy. Easy. <laughs> Famous last words. Easy. What's the rest of the groups like? Is there so, any standout yeah, performers? Should we see if there's any um, any other standout groups? In the I mean, Cup? there's some. <laughs> the premium European Cup. Um, <laughs> to be honest, the groups are like so easy, really. Like Sevilla's got a proper easy group. The Group B is just full of like no one's Dynamo Kiev, probably the standout team. Group C is an absolutely FC Basel. It's just the Basel, Getafe, Krasnodar, Trabzonspor. Daniel Sturridge's new team. Oh yeah, it is, yeah. So then Group D's got PSV Sporting Lisbon and Rosenberg in, which is which is probably one of the most competitive. Then you've got Lazio and Celtic are in Group E. Arsenal's group is pretty easy. Eintracht Frankfurt, Standard Liège and Vittoria, which I think is a Czech team. Group G, uh, Feyenoord, Porto, Rangers and Young Boys. I think that's... That's quite a tasty group. That's like the Europa League's group of death. Like Champions League's is Group F, isn't it? And I think Europa League's is Group G. Group of death. It's like Champions League's group of death. This is group of getting knocked unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) Can't really say death. Group H, CSK Moscow, Espanyol. Then teams that I don't know. (laughs) Group I is again another terrible group. Wolfsburg and Setetiana in it. Group J, Mönchengladbach, Roma and Wolfsburg. Oh no, that's not Wolfsburg. That's the Austrian team, Wolfsburger. Was it not? Yeah, they're they're, they're new into it then. Wolves have got... I think Wolves will piss their group, to be Slavian Bratislava. I think Wolves are playing really well, and I think Besiktas... It's going to massive, that's going to massive effect their Premier League season. Yeah. That'll be a big stress for them this season, because last season they did well to push uh, like top six, didn't they? And this season's going to be a test now they're actually in Europe. So, But, yeah, you're right there. If they play like they did last season in Europe, I think they'll be all right and they'll get through. But if they get through again, that's another big test for them. And then it just goes to our group, then in Group L. So, go on. If you could put your name on the, the actual trophy for next year, who is going to win the Europa League? United. <laughs> Why would I say anything different? United oh, need. God. I'm not being funny. United need to go out and 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 win. Try to try and qualify for the Champions League. United need to. This is what I've said, right? And I've said this to you before. We need to kind of not forget about the league this season, but I'd like us to concentrate on just the league. It does what it does. Like we we do as best as we can. We're still in a period under Ollie of where we're trying to fix oh, things transition. and make things right. You don't. You used to say transition for every year for about ten years. So don't <laughs> give me that. So, but we are though. So I think just like the league take its course and really concentrate on the Europa League and maybe trying to win one of the domestic cups and like get some silverware to keep the club ticking over, keep the fans happy. I mean, if you win the Europa League and a, and a domestic trophy, that's a, that's a good season. That. So if you finish 10th, you're in the Champions League next season still. So I'm going to say, I don't want to say any other team. I'm going to say United. I think, say we should, I think we should be defo reaching the final there. I think I was putting money on anybody. Bearing in mind, obviously, the Champions League team's coming to this tournament as well. Yeah, that is true, actually, which is annoying, but go on. I'm going to say... Fire. 
Rome. Rome. Romer. With the A. With the A. <laughs> the old conquering Rome. Yeah, they're, they're one of the strongest teams in it, aren't they, to be fair? Like, it's, I wouldn't like to meet them in it. So that's it for our European draws, isn't it? It is, but so. there was just some other stuff to talk about on the on the European draw nights. So Ashley Young was quite funny, wasn't he, on the Europa League, getting every team <laughs> wrong. I think he was a he was a bit like what you do that the same old, um, pure <laughs> yeah, same pure things wrong. Saying a Spaniard instead of Espanol. Yeah, that was funny that. But yeah, so on the Champions League night though, uh, Eric Cantona won the President's Award. Uh, which which is oh, basically is it's basically for what you've done in in football since you've retired and also it recognises your career as well so he got that president's award and then did you hear his speech like classic Cantona just going on about cells and how like the cells of people will will, will be fixed so that people can't die uh, the only thing that will kill people is um, war and accidents and things like that. Shouting like, absolutely you nonsense. Just, you just get put into the crowd <laughs> and they were just like, what the hell? But absolute classic Cantona. <laughs> absolute knobhead. And then the other notable thing, I'm sure you'll Was it the old awards? <clears throat> yeah, go on, I'll let you talk. So about obviously, that. Big Verge. Yeah, what did he win? The Defender of the Champions League, didn't he? Defender of the Champions he League. <laughs> and he also won the UEFA Players. No, men's player of the year as well. Yeah. Imagine if he won player of the year and didn't him. win defender of the year. <laughs> so <laughs> defender got it. And obviously to touch on that, I did see one thing in the, the old press with Rio Fernand saying that he didn't agree with the fact that uh, Van Dijk had won it and he still feels it's like really Messi and Ronaldo are so far ahead of them all. But yeah, that's quite obvious in the fact that they are both beyond believe like gods in their own right in football. Yeah, terms, we want to see something they? like those two at the same time. But I think if you look at the last year itself, like... Messi's not really achieved anything this season. He's still scored bags of goals, but yeah. that's just inevitable. That's, that's who he is, isn't it? Yeah. And Ronaldo, he's won his major league, but he's not done anything else other than that this year. So I think that, like, if you look at how a yeah. player inspires and drives Impact a team on, Van Dijk has done more than enough to qualify to win this, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I probably have to agree with you because although they're brilliant and in this generation they are like the, the footballers, like they're the, the icons, footballers they? that you're going to look back on. But this season, and it's a season award, it's not for all of time, it's for this season. You've got to look at Van Dijk and how he's affected you guys and what he's propelled you to. The only the only thing I'd agree with him with, if Barcelona did end up going through against you, then yeah, probably Messi. Yeah, Messi then. Messi if he'd have turned it on. If he'd have turned up at Anfield and been like, right, and took that game by the scruff of the neck, then yeah. Whereas but he absolutely whereas sunk into the ground. Some teams have bottled it, didn't they? So. Well, yeah, well deserved. And, and then, then obviously, um, Alisson won the goalkeeper of the tournament for the Champions League as well. Did, so he? another accolade for them. Like, just showing how good our defence was last year. I just feel like... The spine of the team. I think like with UEFA though, whoever gets the final just wins everything. <laughs> I suppose it's the same with every tournament, isn't it? When you look at the actual World Cup and stuff like that, it's always the same. They mm. don't go on, on who's actually performing the best. It's whoever's got to the last four, yeah, isn't it, really? Usually, yeah. That's why there's no United players, isn't it? We got to the last four, which <laughs> Right. Was there anything else in the old Champions League? I think that's it, really, isn't it? That was it for that night. So we've, we've done the draws done what happened on the night yeah. so I think I think there was actually one other thing that I did see um, sniffing around was um, sniffing around sniffing around like you were for about capping the prices of away tickets for fans oh okay obviously there was a lot of kickoff last year weren't there where when we went travelling to Barcelona they charged oh, over £110 pounds yeah, or whatever it was 
<coughs> and obviously fans are paying an awful lot of money to go abroad to actually follow the teams. So I think it's a good incentive to encourage more people to go. Yeah, you pay enough beautiful money. game. You pay enough money, don't you? So the, I've not actually seen the price, <laughs> but I think anything over like twenty pounds or thirty euros is more enough, like an away supporter. The amount for of Europe, if you're travelling around Europe, imagine like United fans going to bloody Kazakhstan <laughs> and then having to pay <laughs> hundred and twenty quid when they get there. But I think it's something that they should introduce because it is about the football fans, not about the football team. Sometimes, mm. like we follow these and pay so much money to actually watch all these professionals play yeah. football, they should give something back. So I think that's a good thing. I like you're scratching some sandpaper. <laughs> scratching my ass. Fucking hell. Sandpaper ass. <laughs> so, what other draws was there? There was the draw for the Carabao Cup. Cup. Yeah, the Carabao Cup, League Cup, whatever you want to call it. So, we got a bye because we're in Europe. So, Premier League teams go in the uh, second round and then all the ones that are in Europe get a bye to the third round. So, we were in the hat and it came out we got Rochdale at home and tough get... time we got MK Dons away yeah it's easy games isn't it there really but yeah I, th- I think like we, we touched on this a few weeks ago didn't we where we were saying that they need to reformat the whole competition really like in the sense of anybody that qualifies yeah. to Europe you shouldn't actually be, be in the actual tournament because yeah, it makes yeah. a mockery out of it a little bit doesn't it because yeah. we all play weak inside we don't really take it that seriously yeah we've said that uh, for years that it makes it a bit better so I feel like that'd be a good. And Jamie O'Hara was, I think Jamie O'Hara was, was on talk sports saying it as well, yeah. So it just reinforces that we actually know what we're talking about. Because <laughs> like, if you got Europe, you don't ask what the Carabao Cup. Although this this year, I'd like to see United go out and really try in that. They're gonna, he's gonna go out and play the kids, but I'd like to see us. You've only got to win about five games. Yeah, but you can't even you, win one at the moment, can you? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> but um, you've only got to win about five games. Just put your effort in, get to Wembley, win it. And there you go, bit of silverware, Bosch. Done. Like I say, it's not about the prize money for the Premier League teams, is it? Because they've got so much money as it is. Yeah, but it's not actually putting a trophy in your cabinet. Yeah, setting it. And if you're having a shit season, it's something to focus on. But we'll see what happens with it. Yeah. yeah. So that's when, the, when is that going live? Is it twenty fourth September? It? They they get played. Yeah. So any other United news or Liverpool news for us? <clears throat> the only thing I've really seen was um, Bobby Duncan in the press. Something's come out in relation to him. Oh, where well, his agents come out health problems and yeah all that. where his agents obviously they're pushing for a move away from the club oh, because he's because he's been promised a lot of things obviously when he came from City's reserves why wants he been promised he was obviously the first game time and right. obviously I, th- I think it's one of those where he's obviously Steven Gerrard's cousin he's probably trying to use his name to yeah, excel himself yeah. isn't he whereas he's had um, I think he's made two or three appearances in pre-season showing a bit of form but he's just not ready he's only 18 he's like I think a lot of the youth players of today is they want everything now, don't they? Yeah. Whereas they, they want to it get just in. Shows the Premier League is so strong as you, you've got to prove yourself before you can actually break into any of these teams. Yeah, just shows player power again, though. Like, why is his agent coming out publicly and saying that you're giving him mental health problems? I know why it is. It's to force the, it's it's to force the move, obviously. But you don't do that, do you? It's and like and you if he was it. suffering, you wouldn't go so public about it. It's obviously it's a it's a very touchy subject, isn't it? But it's mm. it's obviously an issue for a lot of people, and it's it's not something you should. Um, joke about really is it so if, if he isn't yeah, suffering exactly. why would you actually say it yeah yeah exactly but um yeah it's a bit of a weird one really obviously um he's a player with a lot of promise i think city tried to keep and they didn't want to lose him yeah we're the same we probably seem something for the future but we've got quite a lot of young academy players that are up and coming so i think if he was to go is it really a loss at this stage where he's not shown any ability mm. i think he's like say he's 18 he's not really had much match experience he needs to earn his trade before he can actually um, claim and all these. I think he's looking for like thirty grand a week. If 
from what I've heard, to stay. Madness. Whereas at the moment, he's probably being paid about eight, nine grand to sit in the reserves and learn and like develop off all these amazing players that are actually in the first team at the moment. And Jürgen Klopp, you'd think he'd want to stay yeah. and enjoy the ride. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Whereas I, I do get his head's been turning a little bit when it comes to Fiorentina. It's a, the chance of going living in Italy, isn't it? A different lifestyle. Like um, Sancho did it at Dortmund, didn't he? Yeah. And he's proved himself. So maybe he's seen, well, somebody else has done it, so why shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. And if that's the case, then if we get and the that's right... That's fine. Just don't go about it how you've gone about it. But we'll see what happens with that. See if he actually gets his move or what happens. But Yeah. So I'm... speaking of moves out, big Mike Schmalling has gone out on loan. Schmaldini. He's gone out on loan to Roma. Uh, a three million pound deal, uh, loan deal. <clears throat> Which isn't a loss, a loss really, is it? No, but a few people were saying, why are we letting him go? Bloody hell, we've got so many centre-halves. And he was probably one of the worst ones that we've got. Although he is a he is a club man, and that's the only reason why I'd, I'd like to see him stay, to bring him on, because he's more of a like club guy. He's been there for, for such a long time, but he was poor. He was a player with so much promise when he we first came. Right? Of, we need to get rid of some of the deadwood, and that exactly is what that's doing. So Get the wage bill down. Yeah. Another bit of United news uh, in transfers was Feyenoord and PSG are doing a little sniffy sniff around uh, Chongi. Sniffy sniff. Yeah, so I, I can't see United letting Chong go, especially when they're on about pushing youth so much. But that's just something to watch out for because obviously their windows are still open till. Is um, it the 2nd of September or something? Till like Monday, that? yeah. So that's one to watch out for. I wouldn't like to see us losing because he will probably feature a lot in the first team. What about Sanchez? Is he still being sniffed around with leaving to go to Inter? Yes, he is actually. I think that's pretty much a done deal. Is it? A- yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's that's definitely going to happen. Is that, it's, is that it's, like loan? Been, it's basically been announced that it's a loan deal. Six million pounds worth of his wages we're still paying. Which it's, is it's mad, isn't it? It's, what's that, like 215 grand? Yeah, we're just waiting on the confirmation. I think it's actually been confirmed, but that's, that's madness. Like, that to one. put it into context, this makes you laugh, is that He's your obviously highest paid player, isn't he? Yeah. And he's what scored like two or three goals, not really featured whatsoever in the last he's two like years. Literally two goals. Whereas we've got Mo Salah, who's that obviously scored thirty-five goals, twenty-five goals, like been an absolutely amazing for us. And he's only on two hundred grand a week. Just puts things into context, like how you need to, you know, you needed mm. United perceive these transfers to be like a great deal for the club, like when they're at the age of twenty-nine, been around for a while, mm. and they just throw so much money at them, don't they, off the name? Yeah. Whereas, like, Ibrahimovic didn't really work out in a sense. It did in the short term well, for six know, months. Mate, and then. Good. That was a good deal. That was a really good deal. I think that's absolute nonsense. But <laughs> the only reason that I think he got paid so much for that was because it was a free transfer. So they used the, the wages as a sweetener because they're saving on the, on the, the, transfer, the transfer fee. fee. And they, they were obviously saving on the wages that went out from Mikatari in the other way. But, I mean, it's still no excuse to be paying someone that amount of money. It's ridiculous. Nah. And it's not all his fault, is it? Like I say, he's a very good player, Sanchez. He's just. Just I think his injuries haven't helped him. That that debate could rumble on forever. That like why he's why he's not been half the player he was at Arsenal. I, I generally don't know. And I suppose he's, if he is going out on loan, he's always got the chance to come back and prove himself. If he has a good season in Italy, yeah, you might end up coming back back with a completely different player, might not you? Yeah. Other transfer news for United. This broke on Wednesday. Is the United women's team have signed Lotta Okavist from uh, Hammerby. So she's coming, promising. She's a defender, I believe. Right back, I think. Don't quote me on that because I do not do the research. I do not do. <laughs> but she's come in, um, so it'd be good to see what she what she's like coming from Hammerby because they they are in the Swedish top flight as well. So that's good. It's a bit of more experience in top flight football for for United, who obviously going on the maiden voyage into it this year. So that's mm-hmm. a good good uh, signing for United. 
just touching on the stuff we talked about last week with the you know the racist stuff with Pogba. Twitter have actually agreed to meet United and, and hash what, it out and to talk, come up with a way of how they can attack a way it. of what they can do, which is really good. I was a bit confused on that last week because I thought it was in the ground, but apparently it was all on social media. Afterwards, he was getting abused by like keyboard warriors. Yeah. yeah, basically. So that's that's good because social media do fuck all about it, basically. So that's good to hear that they're actually meeting to discuss it and see what happens there. It's something a lot of the Premier League teams should follow as well if it works out what United are going to be doing with the yeah. social media. Yeah. It's all Premier League football teams should follow suit. Yeah. Because I think it's about time someone made a stand. None of the other leagues are doing it. Yeah. UEFA aren't doing it. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you hear about Mo Salah? This <laughs> sounds like a joke, doesn't it? Mo Salah. Did you hear the one about Mo Salah? <laughs> so we were speaking to CNN. This was like last week, I think. CNN in um, America and they were asking him about VAR and stuff and he said that he likes VAR because it will help him get more penalties <laughs> it's only a good thing for isn't it I think it'll make him get less penalties the amount he dives on the floor mate he's, he's not dived this year yet he's not dived this year <laughs> absolute great statistic there in these, uh, in these what two games that three games that have gone but I think not only him it'll benefit a lot of these penalty takers won't it in the, in the squads yeah. like your, your goal ratio is up it helped the attacking team more than anything because I hope they're going to start punishing players of like pulling shirts, yeah, like grappling people like they're doing in the Super League. Yeah, it's just like it'll bring a lot more benefits to the attacking team than it will the defending team. Yeah, like especially corner kicks as well. That's one bugbear, isn't it? Yeah, when they're getting pulled. That Mike Smalling was bad for that. You know, I need to stop actually calling Mike, Mike Smalling. He how he didn't give pens away and stuff. He was always pulling people's shirts in the box. That's probably why they've shipped him off. <laughs> Don't want any pens, mate. Other than the fact he's shit. Yeah. What's happening at Anfield Road End? Anfield Road End? Yeah, there's news about it, won't there, or something? Going under the knife. What do you mean? Aren't they, like, upping the capacity or something? Oh, sorry, mate, yeah. Um, so, they've obviously had original plans to extend Anfield Road to, I think, an extra 4,000 on its already 56,000 capacity to make it to 60. Right, okay. But I think they've re-evaluated, looking at the season ticket waiting list and the actual demand for tickets because of how well they've been doing recently. Yeah. They realise obviously there's a need for more, so I think they've put some proposals forward. They've actually not officially announced how many it's going to be, but I've heard a rumour it's going to take up to sixty six thousand, right, okay. which still isn't enough really. But it's well, they wanted to move and do like a what yeah. eighty thousand seat stadium. Yeah, but I'm glad they stay where they where they actually have done because obviously it's the, the historical aspects of the stadium, isn't it? You're not going to move from Anfield at the minute. The way it, like gets you through stuff. No, but I think it's a good thing that. They need to stop creating all these corporate tickets and give back more to the general fans, don't they? Mm. So I think if they did put it to 66,000, it's only going to bring more positivity to us, more more revenue, more income. Yeah. So let's see what happens. I think it's they put it forward. It could take about 12 months before it's actually officially announced, but the quicker they get it done, the better, really, so everyone yeah. gets tickets. Yeah. A funny thing that I actually... Well, not funny at all. It was in no way funny. I was listening to TalkSport and they had John Barnes on. And you know, when you've been saying the last couple of games, you've been going on about how Liverpool have been not as good at the back and stuff. John Barnes came on and he was like mirroring what you'd said. He was like, oh, like, I feel like we're... Close we're, me and Jamie. Bit... <laughs> That's uh, John Barnes, not Jamie. <laughs> That's the first one. JB. Oh, JB. <laughs> Joe Blob. Joe Blob. <laughs> what was um, you saying, mate? Yes, basically he was saying, oh, they're not as good at the, at the back, basically. Oh, I, I don't know, I, I kind of think obviously something's definitely changed but I think it is it more salad <laughs> that we're just being a bit more um, attacking minded 
it's like I, I, obviously Van Dyke's not changed he's still an amazing like defender isn't he obviously Robbo and Trent are the same I think the only thing that changed was obviously Matic came in towards the end of last season but I can't see that changing too much so I think is it the goalkeeper that's had an impact Maybe. Whereas um, not as confident Al- as no, Allison's like a kind of like a sweeper for us, isn't he? Sweeper keeper. So if the defence are pushing up, then maybe that was part of the game plan to do that with Allison covering from behind. But... So do you reckon the might pit teams might be able to get at you a bit more this season? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like Norwich caused a lot of trouble, didn't they? With the wing back. Well, this is it. This is what he was saying. Like these teams have come and they've caused us problems where maybe they wouldn't last season. I was like, no way, he's actually said that. And Southampton again, they gave us a bit of trouble towards yeah. the back end of the game. Yeah. Um, and obviously we'll touch on the game from this weekend yeah. later but I think it will get better and better When you, it's like any any type of sport if you change something within your actual format it's going to be a bit dodgy for the first few weeks isn't it Yeah. like Lucky United <laughs> like you've changed your formation this year haven't you yeah. and even that's been a bit touch and go like pre-season you, you looked quite good Yeah. start of the, yeah, the really first Premier League game you beat Chelsea didn't you Yeah. and then since then it's just kind of a bit pear-shaped but right, let's just leave it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know so other news that's is that it for Liverpool news? I think that's United it for news, news really mate yeah well the only other news I've got is it's not related to United or Liverpool but just wanted to cover it um, Vincent Company. so he went to Anderlecht, um, was it? Anderlecht in Belgium already stepped down as manager shut up has he really? they've had the worst start in 21 years <laughs> <laughs> and he's now just playing he's just playing for him now well did he go as a player manager? he went as player manager they've had the worst start in 21 years and now he's just What's it? Not like got a point on the board or something. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't really follow Belgian football. Jesus. I do follow Belgian waffles though. Yeah, well, it, that, that that just proves like it's it's a lot harder than players that initially well, think to become a manager. Gary Neville. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like you might have the respect to the dressing room as a player, but going to a dressing room as a manager is a completely different kettle of fish. Yeah, it? yeah. So that was that, and then obviously the other big news was uh, about Berry. Berry. Going into well, not getting going into administration, they got expelled from the football league, didn't they? Um, Which is quite sad, really, isn't it? Cause, yeah. Considering that how long they've been round. Yeah, CNN Sporting Risk, a company came in like right at the last minute, and then ninety minutes before the deadline, it all got pulled out. So yeah, sad to see them go because I like I did a little Instagram post about it, just saying like condolences type thing. But they're like a, an OG club then. They're like one of the original like clubs, like yeah. early on, like 1903 or something. And they've got like a lot that. of associations United, haven't they? Like, yeah, our reverb used to play at Gig Lane. I think we actually shafted them a little bit because we left because <laughs> the pitch was so bad. We moved to Altrincham, but still, we have got links with United and stuff, and it's, it's just sad to see them go. Bolton, who are next, have been saved, I think they were saved at the final hour, weren't they? Like yeah, the 12th hour. Venture, football ventures or something. We've got quite coming. a bit of money from what yeah. I heard. So that's good for Bolton, and just a, it's a real shame for Berry. So they can reform, they can reform and go and start again, basically. And the rumours are now that there's somebody else coming in for him that wants to buy him. So somebody could come in, buy him, and they could they could probably go and start from the bottom and what the start way up from the bottom. Now they're here. But I think Drake I... situation. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't think. teams fucking here. <laughs> But I've um, gone back to Bolton. They've actually got a team for this year. They have to sign loads of players because obviously a lot of the players left because of the administration, didn't they? Because no one's paying. been paying them. No one's been paying them. So Horrible I think they lost a lot of the first team squad. But yeah, it's it's good at least one out of the two were saved because it's sad to see in, in this day and age you shouldn't have any team struggling financially in football. It's hard for the lower league teams, mate, especially when the Premier League gets so much money in and that just does not trickle down, you know. 
that does not trickle down to, to the lower leagues. So so whether it is, is the answer that you use all these lower league teams like, um, not your reserve team, but like a, as an affiliation, yeah. where you pay a certain aspect to send players out alone, like a lot of the under-23s. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, but this was the reform on it, where they said it's going to change under-23s because you don't want them leaving the clubs. So maybe maybe each Premier League team as a feeder club is it? gives gives hundred grand to the fucking EFL or something. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but surely so you can't have one end of the league, the Premier League, earning the ridiculous amount of money that it works, and all the the top the top clubs getting all this money in, and just sitting on it, and all the owners rubbing their hands, and then you've got like the lower leagues, and you've got teams not even being able to pay people wages. There's an imbalance there. There, isn't there? there really is, because obviously. <laughs> it's just going to make like like we said with the League Cup and the FA Cup it's yeah. going to get to a point where these elite teams are going to potentially move on to like the Super League in Europe or mm, that's not, focus that more happen, on, on the Champions League it's just like they're forgetting more and more about grassroots aren't they yeah Which so is, I don't know maybe something well, I think there'll be talk about it now now Barry's gone because that's happened a few times now with a few other clubs like Wimbledon and stuff like that so let's see what happens watch this space but Right then, have you got any other news then, No. No, I think we've touched on everything there for this week. Cool, so let's jump into the reviews section then. We need a little jingle there, don't we, for like... What, jumping into... This is the reviews. (laughs) This is reviews. Reviews. Better than that, though. (laughs) So, under 23s first then. I'll go first. We play Friday because we're in the rubbish league. 4-0 win. Another clean sheet. Another multi-scoring game. So we had Newcastle, which I thought was going to be a bit of a test for us, even though they're 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 rubbish. They're under twenty three. Under twenty three is a crap team, yeah. <laughs> but no, really good performance. Chong scored a brace either side of the half. Uh, Ramzani scored, and then Garner scored again. Watching him though, he looks really good, Garner. You know, I think he's like a closest what type of player thing. is he? He's like a he's like Pogba. You know, just like really confident on the ball, like really, but looks like he actually gives a fuck though. <laughs> So it'd be good to see him. It, we've seen a little bit of him last season, but it, it might be nice to see him in there if we get any injuries or anything, just as an option for a bit of a playmaker because we really st- struggle for a playmaker. Or maybe introduce him onto the bench in the Premier League and yeah, give him like yeah. two minutes just yeah, to just, just, just ease him, him in just to see what he can do. Because I meant that cockiness might go when he's in the Prem because I think he's one of them where he might be too, he's too maybe good for the under 23s, but not good enough for the Prem at the minute. So. It's one of them, but yeah, no really good performance again. So um, we go into another test next week against West Ham because they're second. So West Ham have always had a good reserve team, haven't they? Really? Yeah, they have actually. They always bring players through, don't they? West Ham, but yeah. So that was it for our under twenty threes. Um, what was yours? Um, we played on Monday night on the twenty sixth. Um, <laughs> it's an improvement on the last two games because oh, we, we've been nil, haven't we? The first two games, four nil away to Spurs, three three nil at home. Sorry, away to Chelsea. And then we played Southampton and we won 4-2. Wait, well Yay! Um, well so, the likes of Keller were back. Um, Hoover, Vanderberg, Chilavella, Lewis Elliott. Yeah, the young Dutch lad, yeah. And then Harvey Elliott played. Jones and Nelly captain, the youngest cast lad, and Brewster. So, it was a bit of a stronger team that was introduced back into it. Brewster was on the score sheet. Curtis Jones scored a good goal and set up an assist for Brewster in the, in the first instance. 
Chiavella scored. He's been sniffing around for absolutely ages. Just some young Spanish lad, yeah. like a defensive midfielder. I mean, they don't really want to let him go, but he's again same predicament where he's yeah. just not quite good enough for the first yeah, team just yet. Like Mello, that for us, he's been there for time, and he just like he they just keep, stays he, there. Yeah, yeah, he just stays there. I feel sorry for him a bit because he has got a bit of a technical nance about him. Mm. And there's no young lad. I'm not really sure who he is. Um, Lewis Longstaff that scored the fourth. So I think Southampton came Cracking back into game. it. <laughs> They came back into it when it was 3-2 and then we scored a fourth just to, to kill it off, really. So it was an improved performance. And I think um, Critchley was complaining a little bit more about the actual defending again. It was right. a bit slack that we're still not looking quite right or quite strong enough. And it's something he wants to improve. But I think it's just um, with our defence itself, isn't it? Lewis is a young lad. He's only like 16, 17. Hoover's the same. He's 16, 17. Van der Berg's coming into a new environment for him. So I think that'll just get better and better yeah. as stronger as the season goes on. Oh, fingers crossed, you just continue to be shit and get relegated. <laughs> but, like, who, have you seen that much that young Dutch like we got Hoover? No, uh, I heard he's been cleaning up. He's been cleaning up, yeah, he's like a young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he <laughs> Wow. Wowzers. <laughs> this guy's <is> clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so, like. We are not comedians. We are not comedians. <laughs> we are not att- attempting to be. Um, so, up next, who's up next for you guys? West Ham. West Ham, just say it. We've got City at home. Oh, have you? On the 31st. Right. I think it's an even kickoff at 6 o'clock, so that's going to be a testing, challenging game, isn't it, really? Yeah. Because, again, they're probably throwing lots of money at that. At least, at least you're in Premier League 1, mate. We're in Division Sorry, Division 1, we're in Division 2, so... Onwards and upwards, mate. Onwards and upwards. Um, women's well, football, there was no women's, was there? No, it all starts on the 9th, doesn't it? Yeah, it's international break. Um, Again, I did a little Insta post about it, and we well, we talked about it actually in last week's podcast. The the girls that have been called up, they drew two two with Belgium, and I think we've got another game as well to come. But yeah, there was no no women's footy this weekend for the girls, so it's moving on to the Premier League then. The so, Premier League. Do you want to run through the fixtures up to our games? Yeah, I'll have a look, mate. So obviously the the football kicked off on the Friday night of um, Aston Villa versus Friday Everton. Night. Oh yeah, there's a Friday night game on there. Yeah, so was that the first one of the season or was it the second? No, we it was, were, oh, actually we, we were the first, weren't we? Yeah, and then we yeah, yeah. No, we didn't. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Aston Villa had a surprising victory away um, at home to Everton 2-0. Oh, mate, Everton, what's going on? Yeah, I think it was it's obviously they've got a, a Wobie in now, haven't they? They've got Keane. They've not really introduced him into the first team. So when they were playing away, they had no real goal for it. Yeah. They were playing too many players in the same position. I know you've seen bits of it. I'm not going to obviously go into it. Like, but yeah, yeah. I think they were just shit. <laughs> yeah, it's my one word review. Shit. <laughs> Absolutely shit. And then moving on to the Saturday, um, I think the early kickoff was Norwich at home against Chelsea. Yeah. Norwich made a game of it. That was 3-2, Chelsea. Yeah. Brighton were at home to Southampton. Southampton won 2-0. Then I moved on to your boys. They well, you can go into that in a second. Yeah. Um, they had Sheffield United versus Leicester. Leicester won two one. Um, Watford at home to West Ham. That was a surprise one as well. Three one West Ham. Um, and then obviously we'll move on to ours a bit later on. Right, cool. After yours. Okay then. So right, let's go into this review. This absolute. So tell me what happened, mate. You were mate, at home to Crystal Palace. What? Uh, the, by the way, I predicted three nil win because. <laughs> Crystal Palace are shite, right? So we kicked off, and as soon as we kicked off, I'm not even messing. We kicked off, played the ball back to Maguire, and then we worked our way up the pitch, and they just went bump, 11 men behind the ball. But that's to be expected at home, though, isn't it? When not that any much. like um, team that's in a relegation battle, they always set up a I mean, team. Yeah, to they're going to play to the strengths. Mourinho it. Yeah, they're going to play to the strengths. That's that's what they're there to do, basically. So we've got to we've got to play what's in front of us and play through it. But we didn't. 
So as you know, we got frigging beat 2-1. So, yeah, but they just literally dropped back straight away. They had no intention of doing anything in this game whatsoever. Started off trying to push through. It's just, like I said last week again, mate, just so much sloppiness in the team. Pogba was playing some balls out like out wide, like trying to spread the play, and they were just like not accurate for him. Where did he play up? Bad Quite sh- attacking, did he? Uh, no, in his usual, where he, he just Yank usually man, stands next think. to Harry Maguire, picks yeah, yeah. it up off him, and then and then kind of tries to make things happen from there. But yeah, just sloppiness, like little little like one twos that going not going the right way, and it's just. And especially when there's 11 people behind the ball and you're pushing up so much if you give the ball away and then it, boom counter-attack straight away yeah. it's just so it's just so it's stupid. like Pogba's that responsibility is meant to protect the team sometimes isn't mm. it and I don't think he offers any protection no he's not a defensive midfielder for me but so yeah so it was literally mate just all United literally all United but we did absolutely nothing we did not, absolutely nothing. Dan James had a had a chance pretty early on that he should have scored quite quite close in. He he skewed it wide, but he he's positive. He's in he's in a, there again. At least he's showing will, isn't he? And then on the thirty second minute, guess what happens? Goalkeeper goal kick hoofs it up. Lindelof <laughs> jumps up in the air, gets beat for the header. It runs straight through Jordan Ayew, bang goal. Thanks very much, I'll take that. And he's not scored for absolute ages, like six months, is he? He's just shit as well. <laughs> so, that was that. Hamstring injury for sure, after the goal. Oh, he's gone out injured, has he? I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know that, but... Yeah, he's... Um, he's quite, quite a serious he pulled up. He pulled up holding his hamstring, and then the commentator was like, oh, he looks like he's in some trouble, I don't know what it could be. It's like, you're having a laugh, mate. It's his fucking hamstring, he's on his it's hamstring. His fucking hamstring. He came back on, and then he had to go off again. Right. So you need a reaction there, don't you? You need a reaction. Lindelof's poor in the air. Lindelof's poor in the air. Which is what maybe a Harry Kwaisen so, brought in for, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so he got but you shouldn't be getting beat there. Just, that's your bread and butter, that as a centre half, and getting your getting your head on a goal kick to, to being be, fearless and to be, yeah, to be beaten in the air uh, there is not not acceptable. So we all wanted a reaction. The straight swap was for Ashley Young, he came on. <laughs> yeah, I know, mate, I know, I know. But then we didn't again. We didn't do anything. We pushed. We pushed on. We were just too slow to to get in behind him. Like when you've got eleven people behind the ball, you've got to move it quickly. Because if you don't, they're just going to sit in front of you, aren't they? And they'll and feel hard, it really easily. It's hard they? to break down going left to right, left yeah. to right, trying to work something. You need to try and entice them out. Don't yeah, you? you need. That's where you need your creative player. And again, I've said it before. I thought Lingard had a good first game and I said I'll give him the benefit of the doubt if he plays like that but he's just reverted to type now and he's not a number 10 he Do just th- doesn't offer us anything creatively he, I mean I'll, I'll give a little bit of a review on him and what I think after the game but he's just not he's not made for that role I want to see him on the bench and I want to see him come on later on because he's full of beans I'll give him that he's full of beans when he comes on he runs around a lot he, he makes runs for after the ball when, when we're chasing and stuff but that, that's all he offers for me he's not a creative player you don't want him sitting in behind your strikers looking for him to put a ball in or something because he's not that type of player you want him running in behind don't you yeah he's not that type of player 40th minute Cahill somehow stays on the pitch should have been sent off mate big time what did yeah. he do so yeah it was basically a through ball coming to Marshall and for me he's last man and Cahill just takes him down just like a Typical centre back challenge. Just a stupid dumb for the the challenge team. like Hale, yeah. <laughs> and takes him down and somehow the ref comes over. VAR looks at it, yellow card. 
I was like, he should not be on the field there. Just for the fact that he was last man. Was it similar to companies last year against us? He was the last man though again. Oh, right, we okay. were through and goal, he dived in, took Salah out, I think, off the top. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a rule change last season that was, or maybe the season before, but recently, that if they're trying to play the ball, then it's not a red card, even if the last man. That makes no sense. So even if they if they just go and clean it out, then it's a red. Yeah, but yeah. If they're making a genuine attempt to play and, the ball, in, so I think that's why. But isn't every tackle like an, an intent to win the ball? Well, regardless of the fact if you're trying to take a yellow out. in the middle of the pitch, yeah. don't they? Where they grab people's shoulders and Mil- pull them back. James in Milner's renowned for that. Mate. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what it was. So that that was a bit ridiculous. Palace then I don't know went up and had another chance like against the run of play. Like literally everything that Palace did was against the run of play. We had a few free kicks first half, but. It was just terrible. Yeah. Nothing, nothing really came of him. Dan James is getting fouled a lot, mate. He was get, just because he he's so fast. He was he? subject to so many fouls again. I think he's been the foul the most in the Premier League so far this season. But yeah, and that was like that was it. The, the first half kind of teetered out. We had hardly any chances. It was like, how have we had all this possession, like seventy percent possession, and created so little? It's just it's it just, just comes down again. You've got no creativity, slow. like you said before. Yeah, no creativity. Coupled with no leader, like someone to be like, no, get out there, get up there, or do you know, what like I mean? no Tell one's taking responsibility or ownership. Are so, they? but when you're at home, you expect to just be going at teams fast. We got fast players, we got fast forwards, like a like a DVD player, fast forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said we weren't going to make jokes. Oh, no. Right, so yeah, so the second half I was like fuming, but I thought if they can't sustain that for another half, surely, even though. We did nothing. I was like, they can't sustain another half of just pure United pressure. Turns out they did. So, <laughs> early chance coming the second half for James. Balling from Young was nice, but nothing came from Did he it. cut inside and then cross in like he always does? Who, actually Young? Actually, <laughs> no, he's too old to even do that now, mate. Just, <laughs> His knees have gone. Yeah. So, 55th minute, Marshall goes over in the box, pen all day long. For actually, me. I did see that. It yeah. was a penalty, to be fair. That was a pen, that one. It, yeah. All day long, mate, that's a pen. And how that's not getting given again. I feel like the refereeing team were... were I'm not making excuses because United were poor, but I feel like the refereeing team were bad. I'll get I'll get onto it in a minute, but towards the end, you know, this new rule that's coming when the players are meant to come off. Mm-hmm. Where on they the, stand. On the sides, wherever they stand. They were just walking off dead slow and the players were reminding the ref of the new rule and he wasn't saying to anything. He was just running over and going, come on, hurry up. <laughs> I was like, that's terrible refereeing. Um, so yeah, so that was a pen all day long for Martial when he went over in the box. Was it reviewed by VAR? Yeah, VAR looked at, VAR looked at the KL one as well. And then in the same minute as that, off comes the boy Lingard, who offered nothing all game. No, offered absolutely nothing all game, mate. He doesn't do what a creative player should do in that role. Like I said, I'll, I'll speak about Lingard at the end of the game, but it wasn't just him by any means. He's not it's a team effort, he's not, day, yeah, isn't he's it? Not, he's not a bad player. I think he's a decent player. I don't think he's great. I think he's all right. He's a squad player. He's not. He's not that man that should be there. He's not that person. We've got other players that can play there that are more suited to that role than him. Time wasting from sixty minutes, at Palace. It was well funny. Um, <laughs> Half an hour of time wasting. Yeah, it was madness. But the ref wasn't really picking up on it. Then we. I mean, the game. It's a. It's a ninety-minute game, and there was just so little to talk about from United's point of view. It was, it's embarrassing, really. But then in the 69th minute, we got a little bit of luck. Oh, text. Cheeky, cheeky. A little bit of luck, and we got a penalty. So we're like, right, thank God, this is going to be what spurs us on here now, at least. Rashford steps up after all the pen- penalty controversy. It misses it. 
<laughs> and unbelievable. And just to give you a little stat there. No. That was your 144th penalty. And guess how many you've God. missed? You must have seen that pen hit the post and be like, <laughs> I need a stat about United missing penalties. <laughs> how many do you think you've missed? Out of what? Out of 144. 32. Close. Oh, what's that? 37. That's not bad. And that's the it. most in the Premier League. All right, well, thanks. <laughs> but I think, from what I've seen of it, it wasn't a bad penalty. No, I was it say, was well that's, hit, that's wasn't it? I was going to say. Pogba's against Wolves was a poor penalty. But... Rashford's was wild. You're talking inches, you're, aren't you? are literally talking another inch to the right and that's just an absolute class penalty. But yeah, it hit the inside of the post, come across the face of goal uh, and went out. Then on, that was the 69th minute and then again, it was just all United, piling on pressure but with no real outcome. Uh, the 70th, 70th minute, Dan Games, Dan, Dan James? <laughs> Dan James gets booked for simulation, which guess what? Again, it was a foul. He, he got fouled, he got touched. All right, he, he put, made a meal of it, but he got done for simulation. And I feel like refs need to... I sound like Alex Ferguson now, and I'm going to say this, but refs need to look at how many times he's been fouled and they need to start protecting him in the game because he's going to be running at people and getting fouled a lot. And he can't be getting done for simulation. But do you think it's so fast that that's the reason why the, the referees can't keep up with the pace of it, yeah, which is what VAR's for, but, they, yeah, they? but they don't review everything, do they, on VAR? No, as long as the... Because they say VAR doesn't want to ref the match for the ref, so as long as the ref's happy with it, VAR won't get involved or something. It's still hazy to me. But yeah, it's something they can prove on in the yeah. future, isn't it? So then, yeah, so then on the 80th minute, so there was another 10 minutes after that happened where really nothing happened for United, Jeffrey Schlupp comes off. Schlupp. And he's got, he's working, he was schlopping his way off the pitch, <laughs> mate. He's walking off towards towards the um, centre circle. And then everyone's going up to the ref, like, come on, like the new rule here, he's supposed to walk off, and the ref just runs over. Yeah, um, hurry up, mate. So he just starts to jog a little bit. No, just time to walk just off. Just off the pitch. Walk off right there now. It's just madness that he didn't know that rule. Then the 81st minute, there's a VAR penalty shout on Rashford. Uh, he went over. It was probably right. A bit clumsy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was probably yeah. right, that shout, to be honest. And then finally, too little too late, on our third chance on goal for 90 third. minutes. Third? Third. James <laughs> scores, which an abs- which is an absolute, absolute world, face to die for. Yeah. Pogba won the Top ball back bands. in midfield, which he's really good at, to be fair. Plays it in, and then he scores. So then game on then. Tails are up. Old Trafford goes wild. But I want to hear the, the story of what you were doing, actually, what you were doing at this moment. What was I doing? Sat watching on your phone, and you had no signal when you turn it back on. Move into it. Oh, God. So, yeah, I, I watched it on MUTV when I got home, but I was in Lincoln, so I couldn't actually go to the game. I was meant to be going. So I'm in Lincoln in the middle of nowhere with hardly any signal on my phone trying to check the results so we score 89th minute I go mad then I was like right what can I do how can I find out like what the score is here so I was like ah the betting sites they update faster obviously because people are betting on it went over to bet365 2-1 Palace <laughs> absolutely ridiculous and then when I was, uh, it, it's it's pathetic Pogba loses the ball in the midfield and then it just ends up being in a chance for um, Van Arnold as a shot Goes under the hair. He should have saved it. To he's be had fair. to do nothing all game, and then that happened in it. And obviously, Palace, Palace absolutely walk away laughing their heads off with the three points. That in no no way should they be getting at Old Trafford because they are shit. They are shit. <laughs> they always start off the Premier League season shit, don't they? And then warm up and come into it. They're the unpredictable side. Like they beat City away last year. In reflection, they? they got beat by Colchester the game after. <laughs> That's the reflection. 
So going go back to the Pogba thing, mate. Yeah. Did he lose the ball facing his own net again? What I tend to find about him when he picks up the ball, he doesn't pay attention to what's behind him like most players do. He doesn't have a cheeky look. Mm. And then if there's a simple pass on, if he doesn't know what's behind him, he doesn't play it. He always tries to carry the ball out. He looks for gets a caught to, out. He looks for a player to be coming towards him because he thinks I'm holding you off here or I'm gonna I'm better than you. He's got that arrogance about him where sometimes he needs to be a bit more of a team player. So that's where Oli should say to him, look, like, this is like the fifth attempt, you've done this now, you need to yeah. stop it and think of the team, play it out to yeah. Maguire, then make a run, tip the ball back and carry it forward. Yeah. So just to review the game as a whole, just not enough from United, not enough at all, too slow, too pedestrian, and I feel like that's come from not having the right players in the right positions. Lindelof, too, too, like our goals come from most most games this season... Our goals have not come from the other team having a really good passage of play and like basically earning a way to, to, to score a goal against us. They've come from us making stupid mistakes, making stupid mistakes and giving they? people goals. We've just give everybody goals this season. It's pathetic. And that needs to stop. Just, just sloppiness needs to stop. Um, it's about the simple aspects of playing football, isn't it? Yeah. Doing the right things correctly. Yeah. So it, if, you, if you keep hold of the ball against teams like this, you're not giving them any chances. You're not giving them the opportunity. And you need to, to invite them out as much yeah. as they sit deeper. Eventually, Hopefully, that'll get ironed out. Like I said in the last game, this this sloppiness, but it just it needs to stop. So Lingard being in the number ten role. Let's just let me just go into that a little second. So, like I said, I'm not I'm not bashing Lingard because he's an all right player, but but he you should are. not be playing. Yeah, well, yeah, because <laughs> you know how much I don't like him, but he shouldn't be playing in that position. If you do want to play him, oh, shove him out wide and let him do his little runs and come in. But he's not a number 10. In number 10, you want to be... You know when like you have an attack and then you do, the defence of the other team pushes out or the midfield pushes out slightly and you want your number 10 to be like, hang on, and just sit in that gap between the midfield and the defence and wait. To and give then, them and, a, and if, a, if something's on, they get that ball in that space and then with the back to goal and they turn and they're like... Diagonals on it, or a little through ball. Which Mourinho just throws, isn't it? Yeah, ex- well, he sits in deep and does that, but he doesn't do that, Lingard. He's because he's not that type of player. Like when he gets the ball, there's no little like he's not knocking a ball around the corner and spinning off his man for a one-two to to, to create a bit of space. He's not that type. What he does is this is what Lingard does. He runs from his number ten position towards the person that's got the ball. They play him the ball, and then he plays the ball back to them, and then he runs off. It's like he's linking the. He thinks he's linking the play up, which is fair enough. But he's not offering any creativity whatsoever. He's just running off his marker. Yeah, yeah, take the ball back and then run off and then gain the space. Yeah, have the ball back here. You want your you want your number ten to get the ball, take a touch, swivel, turn, face the defenders, and be like, "There's a through ball. Right, there's... T- there's a ball to the wing." But do you think part of the problem as well mate, is that? Your front three isn't consistently the same every week. Most recently, it's started I feel like to it be. Will be now. But I think like... at the moment, none of the players know where each other is in the pitch. Yeah, James Whereas, started this game like he did in the last one. But if you look at us, when Bobby has that ball at his feet, he knows full well that either Mane or Salah has already yeah, made a run. But that comes from you having like a couple of full seasons with that. But so that so maybe it come, might come. That won't that won't come for Lingard if his front three was the same Lingard would not suddenly become this player that knows where everybody is because that's not in his nature he's not that type of player so I just feel like you need to you need to bench him you need to bench him and then bring him on when his tired legs and be like right have a run at people but explain to him don't just drop him 
Yeah. Do you think that's part of the problem? Yeah, is like, obviously the managers haven't really established option. what his strongest position yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And in his head now, he doesn't know what type of player he probably is. trains really well, Lingard, because he, he gives a lot on the pitch. He runs around a lot. Not that he does a lot, but he runs around a lot. So he probably trains really well. And he's probably thinking, I need that enthusiasm and energy on the pitch, maybe. But you need somebody that's more suited to create chances in that role, especially when you've got Lysa Rashford and James who are fast and Martial that are going to be bombing and running into space and making them like angled runs. You want someone to be like, Bosh, there you go, have a bit of that, Bosh. <laughs> like Posh. you know, like Pog. I'm not being funny. Pogba's like that. He's a creative player. Well, would you he play Pog up there? Then? I would. This is what I would do. I'd either you, you need to take Lingard out of that role 100, percent and then you even need to promote Angel Gomez, who's that type of a player, or you need to move Pogba up into there and bring somebody into that central, that defensive midfield role. But we've lost Ander Herrera, who would naturally slot in there. Matic is really slow. So, I mean, I don't know. Fred's still got a lot to prove, but I don't know. But he's, he's, he's need to he's work something out yeah, yeah. To, to, to make that balance right. In there. Pogba playing balls into James and Rashford and Martial would be so much better. <sighs> but, God, <laughs> such a rant, such a rant. Let's see how many sides he does this year. So then, and, and, it just, and it just shows. So Palace had three chances on target and we had all the ball, literally all the ball, they played the entire game pretty much in their own half and we had the same amount of chances. And that just that just screams out to me. Ollie after the game said that we were unlucky, but we weren't unlucky. You create your own luck and we did not create enough to, to be unlucky. We had a lot of fouls that went against us and decisions that went against us, but we weren't we weren't unlucky there because we didn't do enough to warrant being unlucky, if you know what I mean. So yeah, so that was our game, mate. It, it just wasn't good enough. I think, all. honestly, mate, this is just me being a Liverpool fan. <laughs> a Liverpool fan. <laughs> and enjoying the fact that you're absolutely shit at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, in the last 14 games, yeah, you've lost eight. Like, yeah, but since, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you look at your actual form, since you had that amazing night in Paris, didn't Germany. You? <laughs> in the Champions League before you got knocked out. Yeah, um, <laughs> But you've lost eight games. You've only won three yeah, in fourteen. But it's like, would that not concern you as a fan? Like, Look, I'm gonna is have... it is it going to get any better? Well, yeah, of course it concerns Cause you. Because that's like over three months. So of course like... it concerns you. But why people look to last season? We're starting this season on a fresh. We beat Chelsea four 0 so we've got All something right. there. So let's look at this season then. Yeah. <laughs> so in four games, you've won one. Three games. Oh, oh, yeah. Three. We've won one. <laughs> we still won one. In three games, you've won one. Yeah. So like you've won, drawn, and lost, on you? So like Chelsea was like, oh, massive positivity. See, we just beat one of the top six sides. Yeah. Well, Baton, really, didn't you? You went into um, Wolves, Wolves which we is a hard right. away game, yeah. isn't it? Well, I thought we did all right. And then Crystal Palace at home, you. We should be walking. We should be bulldozing. What did I say? Three 0 because I thought if we play like we did against Wolves, we'll be we'll be sweet, and we just didn't because Wolves was an open game. Chelsea was an open game. Palace was like, nah, we're just going to put 11 men behind the ball and we didn't know how to deal with it. So is it is it a case that it's maybe not just the right players? It's, has Oli got a plan B? Maybe, yeah. Because he's still, he's still trying to B. work out what his plan is. <laughs> this is but we can't, not to take the piss, but that seems what play, he's trying to do is we, find out what his best team is. We play fast-paced fast football and, and, and fast football when teams come at us and when it's end-to-end because that's how we play under Oli. But when teams don't do that, we don't play like that. Whereas if you play like that when someone's sitting, I think they're just too scared they're going to get an attack counter attack. But 
You're not going to... Re- <laughs> I was going to say, you're not going to get in on the counter attack against Palace, but we did and <laughs> conceded to. But they, again, they were only faults from ourselves. If you come at a team like Palace, mate, with that pace and that speed and knocking it around fast, you're going to absolutely wallop them. Don't be scared to go at Palace. No, especially at home. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, for go me, on. not good enough. Not good enough there. So, I won't ask you for any positives because it doesn't sound like there is any, but there's lots of What's my one, posit- my one positive, mate, is Daniel James. That's my one positive. That it seems to be keep he's, making strides he's, he's forward. Just, he's just full of beans and he's running back, he's chasing back, he's full of enthusiasm. Enthusiasm? Yeah. <laughs> Leism. Uh, he's, he's scoring goals as well. So onwards and upwards for for our future number eleven. There, I'm 100 percent sure he's going to take Giggs' number. And negatives. Well, I've I, I've, you've, I've you've gone into quite a lot of them. Haven't yeah, you? I've ranted, haven't I? So I apologise, but yeah, nothing to apologise for, mate. But yeah, so yeah, go on, mate. Let's let's. What, so let's, move on to our you? boys. Obviously, we had an Arsenal at home. Before you do, actually, mate, let's just touch on the fact. Let's let's how many, how many actual results have you got right about United this year so far? So I um, so you won zero zero. <laughs> just look there. Oh yeah, because I know what's coming now. <laughs> what did you predict? We'll, we'll, we'll get on to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had Arsenal at home, um, which is usually a high scoring, entertaining match in itself. Mm. Um, so we kicked it off with an early chance, really, with um, Robbo running down the channel. On the left hand side, smashed in like a fizzing an awesome cross into the box for Bobby to get onto it. He just shied away from it. So within two minutes, we already got him behind the Arsenal defence. So like, before I got it, I go into obviously a, a bit more of what went on in the game. I was just really surprised at like what Emre did in his formation. It's like it's like he's never played Liverpool before. So in the last like year, he's played us twice and we've stuffed him twice. So we were anticipating like. Palace did against you for them to part the bus and try and catch on the counter attack. That's not how he plays, is it? No, but like surprisingly, like just before the game kicked off, it, it announced they were playing a diamond. So like that just invited pressure on, like with Trent and obviously Robbo running down the channels. And within two minutes, we're in behind. It could be one nil. Even I know you don't play a diamond against Liverpool. It's just suicide. You go man for man, don't you? In it's, that, in there. It's just absolutely. Sad. I can see what he was trying to do because he played the likes of Aubameyang and. Pepe up front, so he's got a lot of pace. He's trying to catch us out because we are playing defense. Oh, he, he even though mate. they got beat, Pepe looked good. Yeah, he's, he's one plus, obviously one massive plus for them. So after that, obviously um, there was a, a chance for Arsenal actually. So um, on the eleventh minute, <laughs> it was Adrian again, which which up. is a concern. So it, it's one of those situations where you've been to defend yourself or like a defensive midfielder, on you, yeah. where the ball comes over the top, and if you're you've got a sound, solid centre back playing behind you or in front of you, depending on what position you're playing. Yeah. You know that they're gonna have it covered, so yeah. the, all all you're seeing is like I, I winced when I seen Adrian just running out of his box, like to take the ball off. And Van Dyke obviously Van Dyke throws, and he slid into like even nothing challenge, and the ball went out straight to Pepe's feet, and he chipped yeah. it, and it was like no sorry, Bamiang it was, and he chipped it, and it just missed by inches. We could have been one nil no behind, way. but like to be fair to him, he had that one wobble, and it, it massively improved as the game went on. So again, we didn't really have many chances. We, we bombarded Ever- uh, Everton, Arsenal for like the first twenty-five minutes. It was like attack after attack, with no like final product. Yeah. Um, but we were pushing them right back. Um, we then um, had another chance with Mane off a cross from um, Alexander Arnold, where he should have scored. We then didn't really, any, really create anything. Salah had a couple of glimpses where he was like running at the Arsenal defence, causing a bit of problems, but. Didn't have too many chances. And then it got like to half time where we had, a, I think it was like our fourth corner of the game. And obviously, <laughs> corners are a massive bugbear for me. It's like, 
Yeah, for you. If you've got like someone that's got awesome at crossing like Trent's or like Robbo is mm. or even Salah Salah's got a decent left peg on him it's like none of them can get past the first defender we've got two massive centre backs yeah. which so like target that's men that's exactly the same like, for if us you, if you don't necessarily aim for them but say to them and train and like oh, I'm going to hit the ball every single time at the near mm. post or the back post I want you to run and attack it Yeah. and really you should be scoring at what eight goals a season as yeah. a centre back um, but it was nice to see that Matip actually leaped Ahead of like, I think it was a um, defensive midfielder. I remember his name. But anyway. The one with the... Um, it was Socrates and... Yeah, the Sideshow Bob Ed, yeah. So obviously not David Luiz. Yeah, the other one. So Socrates and, I can't remember his name, jumped up for a header with him, Van Dyke and Matip. Matip rose above and just smashed the header straight into the top corner. But if, if it wasn't a goal, there could have been like a chance for it to be an actual penalty. Because I don't know if you've seen it, Socrates was pulling at Van Dyke's shirt, probably yanked him. Was it, yeah. And again, Sorry, it's an, he's rubbish. Oh, he's, he's terrible, isn't he? And we went one nil up just before half time. Gwen Doozy. Gwen Doozy. <laughs> That's it. And then, um, obviously, just obviously, just before that, again, he touched on Pepe. Pepe had a chance where he caught it just over the bar. Like, he caught us out. Counter attack. On a counter attack, and they scored. But, like, just before half time, we couldn't have made it 2 0, to be honest. And Mane cut through, missed another easy chance. So, we went, we went into half time 1 0 up. So, obviously, I was happy about that. Um, second half. We scored quite early on. Have you have you seen any of the goals, mate? I've seen Salas because you made me watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I've seen. Um, so we went to see a little bit. Of, I think it was more or less three minutes just after half time. We had a, a, a direct pass into Salas' feet off him Firmino. Salas cut inside, passed out David Luiz. You know what he's like. He's so lazy at defending sometimes, isn't he? he yanks he's in his rogue, shirt, rogue, he pulls him back. And obviously it was a clear blatant penalty and he was claiming poverty. Oh. He's claiming poverty. He was. <laughs> poverty. I've got no money. Yeah, it was a penalty, mate. So um, we got a penalty. Mo Salah smashed an absolute world of a penalty, not like Rashford or Pogba. Salah's. Cool one into the top corner, made it 2 0. And David Louise got booked for it. And then we then, I think it was just on 55 minutes, something like that. I can't remember what minute it was, but we were clearing our lines into Fabinho's feet. And Fabinho just hit like one of them passes, Joey. You think he strikes and it there and there about mm. played a, a direct pass over the top of the defence straight into Salah's feet and he was already anticipating that run and he just made David Luiz look stupid David Luiz come running at him as if he was going to clear him out to be honest but because he was on a yellow card he was never going to bring him down and I seen David Luiz that eye up the pitch come running at Salah I thought you're getting rolled there mate Salah just dinked it past him yeah. it's the worst running. thing to defend that and it just getting it nicked past you when you go running in like running that. in absolute speed so rash I think this is one of those games where Salah was just on his game like everything he did was just like electric and he could have had like three or four goals that game but this was just perfect and like typical Salah so I ran down the channel he had what's his name Guendouzi no the left back Monreal Monreal like he had to cut inside him run past him but he still had the composure to like slow his body down and like compose himself join for a goal slot yeah. it in the bottom left hand corner and by that point it was game over I still had a few more chances after that really um, but really didn't offer anything to be quite honest no. so um all in all, it was a very satisfying victory, mate. Obviously, Arsenal had a consolation goal, I think it was like the 80th minute, where Torreira scored him a little tapping off a corner, which was a bit disappointing defence not to keep a clean sheet. Mm. Um, but all in all, we won 3-1, mate. What what can I complain about? Do you not think it was a bit flattering, that result? Arsenal had chances. No, I, I, they had chances, which is inevitable if we play a bit higher, but I think Arsenal played into our hands. It's, you expect when you play a top six team to actually be like worked and pushed to your, 
team maximum. Yeah. And I never felt like we were under that much threat where I felt like we were going to lose the game because of the way they set up. It just played right into our hands. And I think the more they did have invited themselves onto us, it could have got embarrassing for us because we could have quite easily won that game 5 or 6 nil. In the second half, we had a 25-minute spell. We are just absolutely peppering chance after chance after chance. Leno pulled off a few good saves. And then it obviously filled out towards the end, obviously because we, we'd already won the game. But like, we had 25 shots on target. Yeah, but why have 25 when you could have three? And not 25 shots on target, but 25 shots yeah, in, the, had, in the actual game. We had three. <laughs> that, in, in reflection, how bad is that? When you're playing it's, Arsenal... And they're it's at home. It's at home, yeah. yeah. You're playing Arsenal at home in front of your home fans and you're, you're creating 25 chances and then we're creating three on target when we're playing Palace at home. But again, it comes down to your experience of your front line, mate, doesn't it? Yeah. But on all, mate, I was absolutely made up. It was a massive performance by us. Made a real statement, really. Yeah. Arsenal at home, we won. Um, one disappointing thing in that game was Virgil van Dijk lost that record. Where he's never been dribbled past. That's I know, nonsense. I know you say he always sits off and... He, never he shies away from he a never challenge. Never commits a challenge. That's why he never gets dribbled past because <laughs> he just jockeys him and jockeys him, and then they play it somewhere else. And he goes, "I've been dribbled past." <laughs> but it was like fifty Premier League games, if you get according to the stats. That's a yeah. massive achievement mate, for a defender never to be dribbled past. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know who it was that dribbled past him? Pepe. It certainly was. Had to be Pepe. We were actually linked to him in the summer. Um, unfortunately, yeah. didn't sign. But him. unfortunately, <laughs> didn't sign him. Um, and obviously, just to touch on salary again. In 77 Premier League games, God, Stato's back. He, he has scored stat, 57 goals and assisted in 20. Wow. So, like, that's like some record, mate. No, it's, some it's brilliant. Record. It's brilliant, yeah. I fucking hate it. Absolute some record. And obviously, that was our 12th consecutive win now in the Premier League. Nice. 12 back to back wins. How does nice. that feel? For you, probably for, feels for amazing. You. For me, <laughs> I feel like I want to fucking run a knife through your throat. <laughs> step, step, step. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Jordan Henderson's 100th game as well as captain. Nice. Massive achievement for him. Nice. We, I think we were talking the other night on um, just about Jordan Henderson in general, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. And you you actually agreed, this United fan actually agreed that he's a very good captain. I used to and hate a leader. him. I used to hate him, especially for England, but I, I do think he's so much improved now. He's Mr. Reliable, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he, he, I think I like, like I said to you, like to reflect on Jordan Henderson just because... The, the reason that I like him now is because he's everything we haven't got in terms of a leader. He's a, re- he's, a, he's a really good captain and we don't have a really good captain. That's our problem. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not the gra- greatest ability-wise, but he, he pushes your he team He always gives on. 110%, doesn't he? He pushes your team on. He's, and he's, he's willing a, to play anywhere. He's such a good captain, which is annoying. He's a good example for like kids watching a game in the academy, like how, how a modern-day professional should be. You don't, uh, ever see, you don't yeah. ever see any negative yeah, no. news in the no, press, no, do you? No. Yeah, no. So that's a massive achievement, that, to get 100 games yeah. as captain for Liverpool. Um, see if there's anything else in that game S- itself, mate. No, surely not. You won 3-1, let's get over it. No, no, we, no I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what were the other results then from the weekend? So the other results were on Sunday, weren't they? Yeah. So let's have a look. So, going to move into the Sunday, mate. Um, Bournemouth were at home to City. I obviously got beat 3 1. Harry Wilson that... scored an absolute screamer of a free kick. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen it now. No, absolute worldy. Spurs surprisingly got beat at home 1 0 to Newcastle. Steve Bruce working his magic. That's classic Spurs, that for you. Yeah, it's just like unsurprising. I don't know what's going on at Spurs, but they're looking shit at the moment, aren't they? Awesome. And then Wolves drew with Burnley 1 all. The, the draw specialist at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. We, we did touch on earlier that maybe you, the Europa League will have a massive impact yeah. on their season. Yeah, because they just played Torino before that game as well. So 
So in all, there's some unpredictable results this weekend, United included. Yeah, definitely included. Too. Um, but the mighty Reds move on and on and on, don't they, mate? Yeah. Still top of the league with um, City chasing. Yeah. So um, should we look take a look ahead then and preview our upcoming fixtures? Yeah, certainly. So have you guys got? So we are going to Southampton, who you've just beat, haven't you? Yeah. So we've got the twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday. So we're on Sally at St Mary's. Need to improve on not only last season where we got a, a poor two two draw where we had to come from behind, um, but we need to improve on the performance as well. So hopefully we'll see some changes in that starting eleven. I'd like to see that Ollie's acknowledged that that wasn't good enough and make some changes. Southampton are another team that I think are just going to be poor this season. So we need to go there and get a result. Palace last year was nil nil at home, and we wanted to better that result, and we've actually done worse. So Southampton two two last year away. So we need to be better in that and getting the win there. So, would you like my prediction? I would like your prediction, mate. Come on, you're doing absolutely shite. You need I'm going to, to win. Pre- I'm going to predict that. I've predicted every single game that we were going to keep a clean sheet. So I'm going to. I'm going to predict that we will concede. But I'm going to. I'm going to say because I'm hoping two one. Two to the one. Two one United. <laughs> I'm going to go for a convincing Southampton victory. Thanks. So, who's your game? <laughs> 2 <Two-nil. laughs> Shut up. Uh, so, we've got Burnley away. Um, it's a tough, obviously, Turf Moor is a tough stadium to go to, isn't it? It was uh, highlighted few, as one of your hardest games this season. I think a few teams over the years have struggled out that way, United included. We've been beat there as well, Chelsea. It's a tough place to go, Turf Moor, yeah, to be fair to you. Um, but they're, like, they're, I think they're like the new Stoke, aren't they? No, used to, everyone used to be like Stoke. A massive a side, game. it's always windy. A cold day in Burnley. The new Stoke. You do it on a wet Wednesday night in Burnley now. That's what they say. <laughs> so um, I think that the last two games we've had the upper hand against them, to be fair. We beat them 3-1 away last year and at Anfield we beat them 4-2. So I'm not too concerned. I'm I'm quite confident at the moment. It's, it's a horrible way to think, isn't it? Like you yeah. go into games at the moment with the anticipation your team's going to win because they're playing so well. Yeah. But if I'm looking at it, I'm going to say we'll win. If I'm doing my prediction right now, <laughs> you always like go in and like you can't just say you're gonna win. What you're gonna say score wise, and then you're like, eh. I think we'll win, but I think it won't be a convincing victory in the slightest. I think Burnley will give Seven us a bit. Nil. I think it'll be a bore draw in the first half. Okay. And then and then potentially um, a two-one or one-nil victory to us. Two-one or one-nil? Which one? No, for two-one. Okay. And what was your last week's prediction? So, uh, yeah, I, I forgot about that, <laughs> actually. forgot to mention it, actually, didn't you? Which I was, I was going <laughs> to let the podcast finish and get away with it, but I thought I couldn't so, bring myself to do it. last week we predicted for our games. Yeah, I predicted a staunch 3-0. And then I predicted a 3-1 victory. You did? To Liverpool, and I obviously got it correct, mate. Which so means, That ding. puts me ahead, 1-0 ahead. So, one again, another thing, you're losing it. Oh, God, just doesn't get any better for me, does it? <laughs> Um, but b- before we actually end the podcast, mate, oh, okay. was, what, wasn't there something else that um, off air you um, agreed with me as well? Don't know. Um, in, relation, in relation to the penalties when we had that little debate last week. <laughs> <laughs> Please enlighten me, it seems to have slipped my mind. <laughs> Where we had the old, um, who should be the penalty taker for United? And it, uh, is it because... Um, oh yeah, the dual penalty is not podcast. Yeah, and Solskjaer has not got the strong mentality to actually make a decision and pick who his penalty taker is. I'm sure you actually agree with me when we got off air. Yeah, no, I didn't. I agreed with you, but not. Well, yeah, I did agree with you. It's just uh, maybe I was being a bit too defensive, but yeah, I do agree that maybe there should be because I was my argument was that it was like free kicks where they go and they go and 
talk about free kicks and who's going to take it and then you made the point that yeah but that's different areas different scenarios different things that you've done whereas a penalty is just a free shot in it yeah. so I mean I did I did agree with you a little bit there yeah so just, I had to eat a little bit of, of um, humble pie humble pie and, and, and agree with you but I didn't do it on air and now I have so thanks for that mate <laughs> cheers so I think we're done I think here that's aren't over we? this week mate yeah. yeah we're done here aren't we so just something to look forward to on our Insta I mean, it's not to look forward to, but we we do a combined United and eleven from the weekend's results. So, if you want to um, check that out on there, we we throw that up every every week after the games. So yeah, you can go and check that out on our Insta. So you can also contact us if you would like to. We are redsiderivals at gmail dot com. Uh, we also have an Instagram at Redside Rivals and we have a Twitter at Redside Rivals. If you want to contact us, uh, ask us a question, agree or disagree with us, or tell us anything that you want to be ta- us to be talking about specifically, then feel free to, to send us an email or hit us up on one of those social medias and we'll we'll discuss it on, on the podcast. Um, also, thanking you to Mr. Will Rice, who does our um, lovely American theme at the start of the show. What else have I got to say? I forgot what else I've got to say. We are available on uh, iTunes and Spotify and Acast. So if you're listening on iTunes and you like us, then please, 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 uh, could you leave us a five-star review? Click on five stars and just leave us a little review. It really, really helps us out. It makes us more visible when people are searching for football reviews and and Premier League uh, football podcasts, sorry, um, Premier League podcasts and stuff. So... It really, really helps us to grow. Um, So thank you very much. But that's it, yeah. So thanks very much for listening. I'll see you on Game Week 4. See you on Game Week 4.